Welcome to the Racisms Podcast. We're your hosts, Jazlyn and Lisa. We decided that this world could use more cross-cultural conversations that seek healing over division, understanding over ignorance, and a better world overall. have cross-cultural conversations to make this world a better place. I'm Jaslyn, co-host of the podcast with Lisa. Hey. We have a special guest today, but before we get into that, I wanted to update the listeners on my city's demographics. I did some research. I looked into the demographics of the city as a whole, as well as the schools that I talked about in a previous episode. Uh, the high school I went to versus the high school that was closer to me, majority black, that I was essentially, you know, bused to the other school. So let's see. In the 20, the 2000 census, which would be most applicable to me, the demographics of my city were 60, around 67% white and 28% black and Asian says 1.8%, very small. Uh, Native Hawaiian or other Pacific, 0.05%. American Indian, 0.39%. Persons of Hispanic origin, 2%. So I think I was was pretty spot on about saying it was a mix of black and white. It didn't seem to be super diverse in the other areas. Now, for my high school comparison. So I could only find data on 2019 in terms of the demographics of the schools. Uh, So in 2019, the high school I went to was 62% white and 18% black um, with Hispanic says 8% and multiple races 7%. And at the school that was closer to me, that was majority black, the percentages were 56% black, 21% white, 11% Hispanic, and 7% multiple races. So I was correct in saying the school I would have gone to that was closer was majority black, and the school I went to was majority white. What else do we have here? Uh, It appears that the majority black school has an IB diploma program. The the higher academically rigorous program was at that school and the school I went to does not have it. So it seems there was, you know, even more opportunities there in terms of academics. both had above average academic achievement scores for the state. I mean, it doesn't look like a, you know, a bad school, but if you look on the great schools rating, the school I went to got a 7 out of 10, and the school that was closer to me got a 3 out of 10. I mean, that's a big discrepancy. I don't think that's fair. But uh, yeah, so those are the demographics. I'm going to make a blog post with 
all the research that I did if you guys are interested in hearing more about the tale of two high schools. Awesome. And I've, um, I'm currently in the middle of the research um, into my proposed, if I would have stayed in North Philadelphia High School versus the high school that I went to. Cool. Okay. So with that update, let us get into the topic for today. We have a special guest. We're bringing in my mother, Janet Dukes. Uh, we're bringing her in because uh, in the last episode where I was talking about my middle school and high school experiences and not really remembering anything particularly <laughs> interesting, you know, Lisa was like, you know, maybe we should have your mom on. So, you know, your wish has been granted. So let us welcome my mother. Thank you for having me. We're so happy to have you here. Yes. Yeah, so mom is a longtime listener, first time guest. Um, so yes, mom, we talked about our childhood friendships in a previous episode, which you've listened to. And like I said, um, I wasn't giving any juicy details. <laughs> the details weren't juicy enough for Lisa. <laughs> so uh, we thought you might have some more interesting tales since you, you have said several times that I, I, I just don't remember a lot of things, <laughs> good or bad people or it, I just don't remember. So is it true? So true. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to fix that. Um, so mom, how about you start with a little background on yourself? I've already said that I was born in Chicago. Uh, tell us about where you were born and how we as a family got to uh, Virginia. I was born in Chicago, Illinois, and that's where I attended schools. Um, we ended up in Virginia because my parents moved here in 86, and I wanted to be my father's a lawyer. He was an, an attorney. And so when my youngest child, Jordan, was born, we moved to Virginia about a month and a half later. And uh, did you see a big difference when you moved down to Virginia between like the environment in Chicago, the people, and then you moved to Virginia? Well, it's definitely more diverse in Virginia. Um, we used to visit during the summertime. And to be truthful, that's the first time I saw interracial couples was when we would vin visit Virginia. Mm. Yeah, Didn't Chicago see that much is in Chicago. a pretty segregated city, right? It's still like segregated to this day between the South Side and the North. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, South Side, North Side, West Side. Yeah, pretty much. I think a lot of, well, I don't want to say something that's not really true, but it just seems like, a lot of white people live on the north side and a lot of black people live on the south side. It seems true to me whenever I visit. That's what it looks like. Okay, so what did you think of the schools that you went to in Chicago? You grew up on the south side. That's what I say when people say, you know, where are you from in Chicago? I say the south side. Right. I was actually born on the west side, but because of... Um, how it was on the west side. My parents decided we needed to move to the south side. So I started out in parochial schools, um, which were traumatizing. But um, is that, I'm sorry, is that like Catholic? It was sort of like Catholic because you had to do mass and, you know, they did the myrrh and incense and all of that. 
And we went to school with nuns. Well, nuns taught us. So, yeah. And then my first public school, because I had been (laughs) in private school, that was really a culture shock for me. Mm. But the difference here in schools were, well, middle school where Jaslyn, well, all of them went to the same middle school. Um, When Jazz went to middle school, there was a black vice principal. And so they had, um, they did have some backing where the other schools were mostly, you know, the principal or the vice principals were um, white. So we did have a, the middle school was a little better situation, except for some, because um, I found that in most of the schools, there would be those particular people that would just um, judge you on how they think you look. And we would be in a group setting, and most teachers um, know how you fan your eyes or you look around the room, you try to connect with most people in the group. Mm But for some reason, they never looked me in my eyes. Mm -hmm. And I was taught to, when you're talking to someone, you look them in the eyes, show them you're engaged, and you're interested in what they're saying, but I didn't always get that back. And that's from, like, administrators or parents or teachers? Um, Everybody? It could be both, (laughs) particularly... Teachers, when you go to the parent-teacher or orientation days, stuff like that, yeah. There was um, a particular one in Jaslyn's middle school, but um, high school, it it got worse. Mm. And that was with me, or you saw that with me and my brothers as well? Well, both. Your youngest brother had a teacher who um, looked like he was going to make a move towards me. Hmm. And um, I have a way of looking like I'm really not afraid of you, but if you want to try it, (laughs) let's go. (laughs) And so the look on my face is probably what stopped him because he kind of like jerked his body towards me like he was wanted to do something. And this teacher, uh, very racially motivated. Like, he would call my son out of his name mm. and um, make certain descriptions. Mm. Now, Jaslyn, um, because she was quiet and studious, um, they would have to look for things. I have uh, one thing in particular. She was in a technical drawing class. And I don't know how I ended up talking to this teacher. He must have called me. And he said, your daughter, Jaslyn, comes to class on time every day. But as soon as the bell rings, she says she has to go to the bathroom. And I said, excuse me? He said, every day when the bell rings, she has to go to the bathroom. I said, are you talking about Jaslyn Dukes? (laughs) Yes, Jaslyn Dukes. I said, okay, um, Jaslyn Dukes comes to your class on time, waits for the bell, and then has to go to the bathroom. Yes. I said, okay, one more time. <laughs> you sure it was Jaslyn Dukes? 
Yes, it was Jaslyn Dukes. I said, okay, we need a meeting. So we set up this meeting. Jaslyn's in the room. She's like, I don't even know why I'm here. And he comes in with these papers rolled up like he was going to tell me a whole lot of stuff that Jaslyn Dukes did bad in his room. And as soon as he saw her, he was like, oh, Mm. No, not her. It's <laughs> like, well, how many Jaslyn Dukes do you have right. in your class? <laughs> so that was, that's just, um, you know, there probably were maybe two mm. Jaslyn and someone else in his class. Mm. And we don't all look alike, but some people say we do. And so he mixed up her name, but that's not who he was mm. talking about. So you're giving him the benefit of the doubt that there was another person named Jaslyn in this class? I was being sarcastic. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Because he knew he was not talking about Jaslyn Dukes, but he mm. couldn't differentiate between mm-hmm. the two little black mm-hmm. girls in his mm-hmm. class. Mm-hmm. See, Jaslyn, mm-hmm. you don't remember any of this stuff, huh? I sure don't. Wow. I sure do not. <laughs> uh, do you... Do you remember someone having to go to the bathroom at the beginning of every period? No. I don't remember any of that. I do remember the class. I had fun in that class. I didn't know he was profiling me. (laughs) (laughs) I love technical drawing. (laughs) Wow. Interesting. Uh, Mother, were there any instances like in the earlier years, like primary, intermediate, or middle school with me particularly? No, the only thing for you and that when we moved here, they asked me if I would stop teaching you stuff at home. What? (laughs) What? What? Because you knew so much already. What? What? (laughs) Why would they say that? I mean, it was weird. It was like they felt like they didn't have anything to teach her. So I was like, well, y'all need to find something. Jaslyn, you... Like I said, I was an advanced child. Yes, you were. (laughs) (laughs) She was. Yes, Mother. Thank you, Mother. (laughs) Oh, you're welcome. (laughs) Dang. Stop teaching me. So I could have skipped a grade. You could have. I was always the oldest because my my birthday fell right after the cutoff date Mm. uh, for the grade. I think it was September. If you're not, you know, six years old or whatever by September, then you have to wait till the next year. So I was usually usually the oldest in my class, so I could have skipped a grade. Yeah, that was my fault. <laughs> no, I'm I'm happy. I like my I like my oh. round numbers. Okay, great. <laughs> because they did ask me to test you, mm. but I felt like we had moved over 900 miles, and I didn't want you to be traumatized. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you're glad that I didn't, but you didn't know mm-hmm. that you had yeah. that opportunity. But you did. Liked, yeah. My friends were good, so I would have missed out.
quality of the schools in our city? Were they pretty good? It was okay. I mean, you learned what you needed to learn, and so did everyone else. It was just the other parts that threw me. Like, when Jasmine was in high school, um, she was number three in her class. Mm-hmm. And they set, it was like they would, they did things to try to move her out of that third spot, which they did. She was number four in her class. Jasmine was in the orchestra. And this one particular test would have um, lowered her grade or tried anyway. It was um, a listening test. And Jasmine thought she had done well. But her teacher told her that it was a particular grade that she was definitely not happy with. So I went to the school. And as we're walking down the hall, I said, what is a listening test? And how do you decide from listening to someone that they get that low grade? And I said, let me explain something to you. We are working on a building. You're trying to make our building crumble. You asked her to be in honors orchestra. Now, if this is going to be a problem with our building, she needs to go back to regular orchestra where she was doing fine. Mm. He changed that grade, but that's just how it was at the end of the year. And you get an award for statistics. And what's the other one, Jazz? Calculus? Yes. So she was on track for both of those. But they had to split it up. So that's just how they would do things there. Jasmine wasn't much of a target except that she was so high up. So people didn't mess with her that much. Jordan, on the other hand, is different having a black son who's more friendly and talkative. He got that from me. (laughs) Um, So... He would be targeted at the school. And um, any little thing that he did, it would seem like it was a problem. So I would have to go up to the school. And one year, I just told the principal, I said, listen, my son is an intelligent child. I don't think he has the right teachers. We need a plan. Hmm. So this particular um, principal, I think she was new, she actually set him up with teachers that she felt would fit him. And that's when school got a little better for Jordan. Was when they actually um, tried to help. Hmm. Now, had Jazz been a different type of person, she would have gotten the same thing. In your early years, I found that they were quick to label black children, hmm. particularly black boys. Um, and they would want to put them on Ritalin or different drugs that would subdue their behavior. Mm-hmm. When I was coming up, we people were always hyper, and they didn't put them on medicine. And somehow we um, survived or progressed through school anyway. But here it was a big thing, and they did try that with um, Jordan 
when he was in first grade. Mm -hmm. They wanted to hold him back. <laughs> and I was like, mm -hmm. no, he'll be fine. Mm -hmm. And he was fine. They, they couldn't really, there was no concrete. He was a sensitive child. And so they felt like if, since he's so sensitive, if he stays back a year, maybe he'll mature more, then he could move on. And I said, no, I'm as old as I am, and I'm still sensitive, but nobody held me back so that I could mature. You just have to live and, um, and mature. Hold you back so you can mature. I don't know how that works. Yes, that's, that is what they said. Mm -hmm. I was going to ask you, like, do you think um, Maya having gone first and then Jordan coming up behind me affected the way they saw him or treated him? You left your mark at that school. So I knew ahead of time that they would use your name to get to him. And they did. And when we went for orientation or I spoke to his teachers, I would ask them to not compare him with you. And so the soon as he did something they didn't like or if he didn't go to his full potential, they would say, well, you know, Jaslyn, blah, blah, blah. And that would, like, irritate him because he was still young and he didn't want to be compared to his sister. And they would, that, that was the type of, those are the type of things that they would say to him. So you talked about there being a black vice principal at the middle school. Um, did you have a good relationship with, was it a man or a woman? I don't remember. Wait, Dr. Don't remember? Boyd. Yes. 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 Okay. Yes. I, I do remember. One thing I remember. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we had a great relationship. Okay. So do you think like she looked out for the students more than other vice principals that may have been white? Did she look out for students, period? Like the black students. You said they had a lot of support because... She was the vice principal. Yes, I believe that if she thought something was going to be unfair, she would have stepped in. Mm -hmm. um, most of the um, vice principals were, they were okay, but I just really remember her because that's probably who, who talked to me the most. Were there any other teachers or administrators that you remember that kind of had... Black students' backs. Um, what was her name? Carolyn. Oops, we're not <laughs> supposed to say names. <laughs> I almost said her last name, but um, she was at the middle school with you, Jasmine, when you were there, and when you left there and went to high school, so did she. So you kind of followed each other. She wasn't awesome principal for all the students. Hmm. So what did you think about the the busing or me not going to the closest high school 
and instead going to the majority white high school. I thought it was crazy because the other school was right around the corner. And I guess because it was the newer school, that's where I wanted my children to go. It wasn't a a black-white school until I had the experience at the white school. And I was like, gee, I wish we were at the black school. They acclimated well to their the high school that they actually went to. Jarrell went to the other school, and he had a good time. And um, only because there was another school that they were going to send him to, which was further from where I worked and where we lived. Um, And I knew from working in my father's law practice that they had real, really bad racial problems over there. So I didn't want my child that that I wouldn't be able to get to in five minutes or less that far and caught up in something and knowing that he wouldn't be able to defend himself or a teacher um, hemming him up in an office. And then I would have had to go to jail and the headlines would have read, (laughs) Jazlyn, Jarrell, and Jordan's mother went to jail. (laughs) So yeah, I had, he had to go to a different school. How was your experience as a single parent, a single black woman raising three children in, in Southern Virginia? What was that like? Well, it was quite rewarding for me, but um, dealing with school and being the only parent that went to the school, it, it just looked like I was alone and that they could talk to me any type of way and that it was going to be accepted. And that just wasn't the, that wasn't the way it was going to go because um, I was raised to, like, you had a question about um, why you all were buffered from certain things. Mm-hmm. It was because I wanted you all to know that no one is better than you. At the same time, you're not better than anyone else. Mm-hmm. You're just blessed. So being a single parent and having to go into different arenas and do certain things that um, were needed to protect and make sure you were treated fairly, I had to have Jesus. I know this podcast is not about that. Please talk about it. Talk about it. Yeah. That is how I made it through because that was my confidence, Mm -hmm. my joy, and my strength. And it carried me Mm -hmm. through a lot. Um, where, I mean, I just, I didn't give up. Sometimes I feel like I didn't do enough, but I know that 
Um, my daughter is accomplished. And Jarrell, who is special needs, a lot of people discount him. But he has done a lot and has taught a lot of people through what he goes through. And then I have my youngest son, who is an awesome artist. And I'm just, that's that's how it was. They thought they could intimidate me. And it wasn't true. Now, on the inside, see, no one can see your insides. <laughs> on the inside, I was like, okay. But on the outside, it's like game face on. Mm-hmm. What you want to mm-hmm. talk about? Let's do it. So I wasn't rude. I was not the neck rocking, finger popping, curse you out. But it was um, it was with a stance of I can be neck rocking, finger popping if you take me there. If I have to go there to get my point across about how you will not mistreat this little black girl, or these two black boys. Well, actually, anyone that was in my care, Mm. like Jasmine went on a lot of band orchestra trips. So whoever was in my care, those were my children. And for the most part, I would be on the chaperone, you know, on the chaperone list, but I would always get all of the black girls. (laughs) Yes. And so they all love me because I was fair. I I I don't believe in mistreating anyone's children. I'm not going to treat you any differently than I'm going to treat my child. And so people knew they could trust me to not I don't abuse mine, so I, I'm not going to abuse yours. Mm-hmm. Did you see that as a positive, you know? Um, they got to be together. You got to be kind of like their den mother for the weekend. Or did you see it as, you know, maybe the white volunteers didn't want them? Um, so how did you kind of see that situation? Yes, it was great. I was like, just give me all my babies. <laughs> they did not bother me. I didn't think about them. I only thought about who I was assigned it it um no man besides I saw how the others <laughs> acted so I didn't want to have to be the one to make them act like they had some sense so I was good <laughs> <laughs> well so, <laughs> yeah so you're saying your black girls were well behaved yes you know you know beautiful lovely mm-hmm. Young they were, and they knew that they had to be. Mm. And mm. Um, there was no, I, I can do what I want to do attitude. No, you can't. So, yes, I no, it was not negative at all. I enjoyed every trip, and I would look at the others and go, <laughs> mm, <laughs> thank you, Jesus. <laughs> So that's how it was. They, um, like I said, one teacher jumped at me, and that was that was interesting. But we made it. Do through. you remember what you were talking yeah. about before that happened? Like, why why would he do? Why would that teacher do that? 
Yes, we were talking about Jordan. <laughs> um, it was um, his woodshop teacher. And he always had a lot of things to say about Jordan. And it was like Jordan had a target on his back. And we were in a little small area in the school. The principal was in there, or vice principal. And he was arguing with me about my child. And then it got so heated for him because I'm on the inside laughing like, What's, what is going on? And he kind of like jumped at me. And I was like, I just gave him that look like, okay, me and Jesus, let's go. <laughs> and then he settled down because I was not going there with him. I'm, I'm not going to stand. I'm not going to sit in here and yell back and forth with you because when I leave here, I still have to leave my child. And so you're not going to use me Mm-hmm. as a way to mistreat him mm-hmm. any further than you already are. Now, all of the teachers weren't bad, but it's a certain topic that we're talking about, and that's why mm-hmm. I'm talking about those particular things. Were there any teachers that kind of took Jordan under their wing? No. Dang. Now, he did talk about one that he really liked. And his name started with an F. I'm not going to say the whole name like I did before. So there was one, but I, you know, you hear these stories, you hear people say, you know, if it hadn't been for my third grade teacher, Mrs. Higginbotham, Mm -hmm. looking out for me, all that, there, Mm. there was not one. There wasn't, there wasn't a teacher like that for, any of you all that I recall. Jaslyn, do you recall a teacher like that for you? Um, I recall teachers I liked. Uh, what was that guy's name in intermediate school? He was a black teacher. Started with a W. I know who you're talking about. Matter of fact, I can I can visualize him right now, but I He looked he looked like Montel, you know, the talk show host. <laughs> oh, that was Jarrell's art teacher. Oh. And his name does not start with a W. Well, I'm thinking about somebody else. <laughs> I think so. No, you know, it's the same guy. Him. There was another black teacher in high school. Start with a D. He was my English teacher. You remember him? Mm-mm. I remember my calculus teacher. She was a really sweet lady. My AP calculus teacher. Start with an S. And uh, we had a mix. It was like half and half black and white students in that class. And I was, you know, I was getting good grades, of course. And uh, she uh, she would hand out the grades like after a test, you know, with the <laughs> grades up so everybody could see it. And one, one test in particular, this one black guy, I guess, finally got like an A in the, in the, on the test. And he saw his grade. He got up and ran out the door of the, down the hallway screaming. And she was like, good for you. You go. And then she gave me my test. I got a B. And she just shook her head. She's like, Jaslyn. That's terrible. That was, that, that was funny. Mm-hmm. You know, she just let her run around. He was so happy. 
So she was cool. But uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say there was one teacher in particular. Now my counselor in high school, she was very helpful with applying for colleges. Yes. She was a black woman. Mm. I forget her name. But yeah. Nobody in particular is like the star of my grade school years. Ooh, speaking of colleges, Jaslyn may have will maybe mention that she remembers not hearing a lot of her family talk about or not encouraging her to apply to a H- HBCU when she was applying. Do you remember that at all? I do not think I did because, again, I was a single parent. And so Jaslyn uh, was earning her college <laughs> degree in high school and years before that by maintaining good grades. Mm-hmm. So when it came to an HBCU, now I don't know this for sure, but I know one across the water would not have given her a full scholarship. Mm-hmm. So that is, and not because she hadn't earned it, but um, I don't think that that was what they did back then. Mm-hmm. So the school that Jaslyn ultimately chose was the school that gave her the scholarship that she deserved. question um jaslyn mentioned that her middle school and her high school were um like different racial um compositions so i mean she said that she didn't really feel like a whole lot of change when she moved from the middle school to high school so i don't know what you felt as a parent you know were you more comfortable in the middle school setting or and and then the high school setting was like you already mentioned, like not always comfortable. Like, can you talk about the differences um, between the community and how that changed from middle school to high school? Middle school had its challenges. High school was mostly just with the orchestra parents. Hmm. It wasn't the whole, it was this whole orchestra like you mentioned in the previous podcast that some people, you may not have used the word uppity, (laughs) but when you get to high school, there were more uppity people Mm -hmm. um, that tended, you know, they would like to look down at their nose at you. Again, I'm a single parent, so no telling what I did. It didn't, no one, you know, asked my story. Not that it makes a big deal. I was a single parent by divorce, but um, they could have had whatever thoughts about me. I tried to have fun anyway mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> at the schools mm-hmm. so that um, Jaslyn or Jordan wouldn't feel what I was actually feeling. Mm. But it was mostly with the orchestra if I had to speak to administration like principals or vice principals they were okay 
then they would have the individual teachers. Like Jasmine had the one in middle school. I couldn't wait. I was so glad to leave middle school. You would have thought I was the student, but <laughs> I was glad to leave. And then high school, I it was pretty much the same because some of those people may have moved with us or they those parents came from the um, middle school that was in their neighborhood mm-hmm. already. Mm-hmm. So it, they went from there to there. So a lot of people from the middle school actually did not go with us. Mm-hmm. So it was just, I mean, you know, where we live, I can't really say <laughs> what I really think about that area, <laughs> but it has its challenges and I just have to be me mm-hmm. and, and, and that's that. But middle school, high school, it was just a larger, high school was just larger. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. still had the um, certain ones. Everyone wasn't that way, but it was enough to make you feel like, or make me feel like it could have been everyone. If something was going on at school, she would not tell me. I found out later about different things because they didn't want me to come to the school. <laughs> I mean, I was their champion. So I would address stuff like right away. Mm-hmm. Well, Jasmine decided at some point that she did not want me to come to the school. And so some stuff I missed out. And I don't know what it is she forgot, but there were th- some things going on, particularly in middle school, that she did not tell me about because they didn't want me to come up there. Was it um, like mistreatment from teachers or was it, you know, friend stuff? Do you, do you remember? I think it was a little bit of both. And I, I had to tell her not to keep things from me because I need to know what's going on so that I can be present. I didn't ever want any teacher, administrator, lunch lady, janitor. I didn't want anybody to think that they could take advantage of my daughter, period. I don't think she really understood that. I I guess something she thought I might have gone a little crazy about, (laughs) not knowing that I know how to keep my cool and get things together. She stopped she wouldn't tell me some things, so. So my parents, they weren't very involved um, in my schooling uh, growing up. And, you know, not that I, you know, um, you know think badly of that. Um, you know, they had some other things to take care of. But do you think that you were so involved? Um, was that because, like, your parents had modeled that for you? Or was it um, that you just wanted to be more present than, like, any other parent because... You know, you, um, because you're raising black kids in, in white schools. No, that was not modeled for me. I, um, I needed that in my life so much. I probably overdid it. (laughs) I was always (laughs) in their business. 
Okay, what's going on? We're going to do a head check. We're going I was always in their business because I'm a single parent through divorce. Anyway, I would do mental checks. Make sure everybody's you know feeling good about mm-hmm. everything. And I wanted to um when Jasmine was a color guard, she was in the orchestra. I wanted to be at everything. Mm-hmm. And that's without telling my little sad backstory <laughs> because <laughs> I don't know who all will be listening. So, um, no, that was just something I decided. I didn't get it. I needed it. Mm. I'm giving it. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. I was just very involved. I was probably too involved. But, <laughs> yes, I was. I wasn't a helicopter mom. Mm-hmm. Like, Jazlyn didn't really need one. I had to make her go to a party. <laughs> You know, make her go hang out and everything like that. She's so she, social um, now. I can't believe it. She is. She has blossomed so wonderfully. <laughs> oh, God. She was serious about getting those grades and her educational career. Mm-hmm. I admire that. And that, that was her focus. And now she's exhaling. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> oh, this is great. This is great. <laughs> That's what we're yeah. calling it. <laughs> <laughs> but how did you how did you do it? How did you find the time to work and be at your kids' activities and meet with your teachers? Because you know, I'm a full time working mom. I don't have the time. So how did you do it? Well, one thing was I worked for my father. Mm-hmm. So anything that was school, if something somebody called me about Jordan, I got to go Mr. Walton. I didn't call him dad in the office because I was <laughs> trying to be professional. So it was always <laughs> Mr. Walton, but, he, you know, he was my father. And um, most of the um, concerts were in the evening, right, Jazz? Or Yes. And then games... I don't know. I just, I did because there was just me. Mm-hmm. So I had to, I had to be there. I had to be there. I, I don't know that I made everything like some things that Jaslyn did in college. I didn't make everything there. I felt really You made it to college bad. stuff too? That's amazing. I didn't make everything. I made some things, but I felt bad because I couldn't be there at everything. So, yeah, I just, yeah, I just, I just had to do that. Okay, I didn't want them to grow up and say, hmm, my mother, what? She didn't come to anything I did. Because there are some children that can say that. Mm-hmm. Me being one of them. <laughs> but so I didn't want to, um, I didn't want that. That's why I was there and I'm so involved. Mm-hmm. So Jazz, I'm looking back on your childhood, your college years, like what would you, would you agree your mom was very involved, too involved, or would you say just the right amount? I wouldn't say too involved. i say just the right amount. Mm-hmm. Like she said, she was always there. Yes, and I appreciated that very much. Oh, thank you, Jess. <laughs> no problem. 
that's our show. Thank you so much, Mom, for joining us for this episode. Thank you for having me. It was fun. Yeah, it was really great to hear your perspective on Jaslyn's childhood because she doesn't remember it quite the same way. So we're glad to, you know, fix the holes. (laughs) (laughs) So, Mom, as an avid listener of this podcast, you know that we have a segment called The Better World Nugget where we talk about something big or small that we could take forward with us to improve our world. So, do you have a better world nugget? Yes. I do want to say that other folks' racism, don't let it change you. The thing about other folks' racism is that it will change how you behave in society or whatever setting that is. So remember that their problem is not your problem and keep being the best you that you are wherever you go and whatever group setting you find yourself. Nice. Lisa, do you have a better world nugget? I think uh, my better world nugget today is to, you know, call the person who raised you. It could be your mom, your dad, your grandparent. Like call them, say how much... You appreciated them uh, because, you know, they made so many sacrifices for us. Um, Not just, you know, taking time to attend our things, but also, you know, shielding us from the world when it wasn't necessary for us, when 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 our caregivers didn't want us to be distracted by things um, such as, you know, mistreatment um, and racism. So thank you, Ms. Dukes, for being on today. I can tell that you... Have so much heart for your kids, um, and I know they appreciate you, but I hope they can tell you more that they do. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yes. My Better World Nugget is I love my mother. Uh, Very Mm -hmm. appreciative of the way she raised me. Uh, And I would say that people should, you know, talk about this history, you know, with like Lisa said, your caregivers, you know, maybe get some backstory about things you may have missed or they uh, never told you. Just complete that story and, and appreciate them and show them that you care. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Racisms Podcast. Before you go, be sure to like or subscribe wherever you are listening to this to stay up to date on new episodes. Let us know. Are you a parent that has had to shield certain things from your children? What difficulties have you faced as a parent of a black or brown child? You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Racisms Podcast and on our blog, racismspodcast.wordpress.com. Peace, everyone. Be safe. by Jaslyn Dukes and Kyle Carson. This episode was produced and edited by Kyle Carson.